1: where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James.
0: Sustain Nutrition. Chewing. The. Fat. Podcast. Episode. 128. Joe. Seamless. What are we talking about? He's forgotten. Oh,
1: I have forgotten. What a <laughs> successful, successful diet looks like?
0: Yeah, I forgot because we just did about three times. We should really put some structure into these. I keep on meaning to do that. <laughs> Google, how to structure a podcast. Right, let's follow that framework. Yes, what does a successful diet looks like? I think this comes off the back once again, as always, of tons of conversations where we have people. And, you know, you might find yourself even saying that you listener, not you so much, you Joe. But that idea of like, oh, I did really well on insert popular diet system here. But then when I stopped it, I regained all my weight. That for me, it's not a successful diet. Although it seems like it is because you started the diet, doing air brackets. You can't see that on the podcast. Great visual storytelling. To lose weight. But then when you stop that system, if you regain it, it's not successful, is it? Because you've not got... Well, I don't want to spoil it. This could be the end of the podcast. Because you've not got the skills to sustain that weight loss.
1: And I guess, it's like, success leaves clues. And if you've lost weight following XYZ diet, like James says, and there's certainly lessons to be taken from that. But the big lesson is if you didn't keep it off, that something was also broken. And so you have to then take the bits that work and adjust the bits that didn't. And I think... Oh, I just want to go back to this because I was thinking about the start. The reason I forgot the title of this was because I was thinking I can't wait for episode one hundred and eighty when I get to yell out one hundred and eighty. Like, that. <laughs> we better keep keep doing this more regularly. <laughs> That's good. Fifty. What are we? We're fifty three episodes away. That's three years of our podcast. <laughs> at the, current, at the current depends. Rate.
0: Depends if there's another pandemic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so back back on topic. One of the the bigger issues that we see is that people get lost in what I view as the foundational skills. So knowing what to eat, knowing what to do in the gym, food prep, things like that. And they then, once they've, they've learned these skills, they've, what isn't working? What's the missing piece? And it's then the ability to handle adversity. It's the, the ability to, to move and adapt, change and adjust course. It's the mindset piece. It's dealing with, your emotions, whatever that may be, whether that be having a bad day or being hungry or being late or someone upsetting you. is If I delivered, if I hand delivered the perfect macro-based food and workouts to 100 clients, 80 of them wouldn't lose any weight. And I would, I would hazard a guess, 95 of them wouldn't lose weight long-term, if not more, because the, the more difficult piece, the emotional management, the dealing with adversity, is the bit that hasn't been learned, hasn't been ingrained. People often make a good start and they begin to make progress on this, but then they stop, they don't use the tools. You know, I was having a conversation in the free support group the other week with a couple of ladies, a couple of ladies I've worked with who've been testimonial clients who still are, they've got testimonial worthy results, but have regressed to a degree. And you say to them, What are you struggling with? Mindset. What skills do you have that can work with this? I can log my food, I can plan my treats, I can do my affirmations, and I can I can meditate and I can what's the other one that they, they all do really well? The like emotional management task. Okay, how many of those things have you done? Yeah, not very many. Okay. So if I then compare that to the people who aren't successful, what's the difference? You say to them, What do you need to work on? I need to drink water and eat more protein. Do some no. more exercise. No. And no, again, that's not what's going to get you to losing three stone and keeping it off. That's a couple of pounds, those things. It's One of my bugbears is, with all due respect to people who worked with us before, people gain a load of weight and come back and go, I'm still following most of the principles. I'm not really interested if you've regained all the weight. What I want to know is what's not working and what do you need to do and how can we get you there? Because I'm not here to just pat you on the back and to make you feel good. Because if you're reaching out to me saying you've gained a couple of stone, then something has to change. My job isn't, I'm not here to be a cheerleader to make you feel good all the time. I'm here to get your result and keep it long term. So we'll have to look at the things that aren't working, which is not water, protein, veg, beginner exercise. It's looking at the mindset pieces and looking at how you're dealing with adversity.
0: Yeah, you know me. I'm just trying to think of uh, a great analogy because I've been throwing some absolute belters out on the podcast <laughs> recently. <laughs> but So my car's in for the MOT. I've got to pick it up today. Amazing. Thank you. That's £550 of my money gone. So I wanted to know what was wrong with the car. Why has it failed? Okay, well, you have got to do this, 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 and this. And it's kind of like, you know, them going, I tell you what, your boot opens and closes perfectly. Your oil's really good. You can what see are how your it tires? Goes. Yeah, what are your tyre pressures? Is amazing. Like, well, that's... By the is in it. Tell me what's wrong because I need to fix that. That's why the cards fail on tape. But just to kind of speak on that a little bit, like you said, there's, we've never had so much information available to us. You know, you literally just Google fat loss diet or, you know, body type or blood type or hair color diet, eye color diet, whatever it is. All the information is there literally. Whatever you're listening to this on, it's there. You could get everything yet you're not successful. And then, while she were talking, Joe, because I zoned out completely, <laughs> I went and had a look at uh, diet diagnosis, um, which is a free quiz which will flag up areas of concern or areas that you need to work on to be successful. It'll help you understand why maybe your previous diets have not been successful. And I just pulled up. If you want to, if you want it, you can go to the website. It's on there again, totally free. Um, one of the last entries. Obviously, not going to share any details. But this lady, I'm going to presume it's a lady, probably shouldn't do that. Uh, roughly how long it has fat loss been your goal? Always. What system is she following? Slimming world. Now, we've got a full section on mindset. And I'm going to read out the questions and give you our answers. And Maybe you'll be able to figure out, the listener, why she's not been successful. So she's always been on a diet or try to get fat loss. She's currently called following Slimmer World. Do you find yourself only making progress when you're motivated? Yes. Would you clash yourself as all or nothing? Yes. Do you often feel frustrated or out of control of your food choices? Yes. Would you clash yourself as an emotional eater? Yes. <laughs> do you find you've attached the word love to foods you struggle to moderate and then regret over consuming? Yes. Now, I'm no Slimming World rep, but I'm going to guess that Slimmer World does not help with any of those things. And neither do. X, Y, and Z diets. You know, neither will necessarily, even like a Google search, if you look up fat loss nutrition, fat loss approach, fat loss, I know this while that fricking hit workouts, they don't address the cause of the weight gain. We talk about this all the time. It's not about just changing what you eat. It's about changing why you eat. The fat gain or the weight that you're carrying, the excess weight that you feel you're carrying is a symptom you have to address the cause or that symptom is going to keep coming back. Like, you know, you do the body coach, cool. Tell me exactly what to eat and exact portions, probably even timings. And I'll follow that to the T and I'll lose weight. But then, like you said, you know, with some of the past clients and even some of ours, you do regress, not because they don't have the skills or the knowledge necessary to sustain their weight loss. i mentioned sustain as many times as possible on this but it's because they stopped doing what brought them success. And that's a big part of kind of what we advise. You'll find one of the podcasts on this about kind of like how to maintain your resources. Like Joe said, with those examples of a couple of Instagram clients, they've stopped doing the things that brought them success. They've done great. And they just go, right, cool. I'll just kind of, not necessarily go back to what I was doing before, but I'll stop doing all the things that helped me. So something as simple as logging your food, monitoring your, not necessarily progress, but monitoring your weight, you know, having something to check in with, Again, it's a self-accountability, isn't it? Like, right, the scales have gone up again this month. That's three months where I've seen it again the scale. I need to do something about that. Before you get to that, like you said, two, three-stone weight gain, just doing the simple stuff, the affirmations, the goal setting, the mindset tasks, and not just going like, well, I thought it was fixed. I love your saying, you, Joe, you can say it, about the allotment, about fat loss and allotment.
1: Yeah, fat loss, uh, fat, <laughs> loss. <laughs> fat loss isn't a work of artists in allotment, You don't get to hang fat loss on the wall and enjoy it. You have to go in there and dig the weeds out into deweed and plant the seeds and water them constantly. You don't get the reward without constant effort.
0: Yeah, and that's it. It's, it's the constant, okay, again, I, think, I just think it's a great analogy. But you get that allotment and it's a shit tip. It takes a lot of work initially, maybe three or four months, maybe six months, to get it up to par. But then you don't just go, right, it's done. Now I'll leave that. And then it's done for a lifetime. The, the weeds are never going to come back. You have to constantly keep on tending to it now. Nowhere near as much as you had to do previously. But it still takes that constant work. You still have to keep on doing the bits. Like you see, I have no gardening knowledge. <laughs> the edging, <laughs> mowing, <laughs> hoeing, the bits and bats to keep it upkeeped.
1: And there's a certain irony here as well, isn't there? Because I mean, you you said there, it might take three or four months, it might take six, it might take 12 or 18. And I think very often when we get people who've done three months, is that especially at that three month point, even more so at that one month point, is they have cleared the allotment, they've planted the seeds, they've started to water them, they're just starting to see some seedlings, they're just starting, they've just broken through, they're just making progress, and they go, job done, happy days, I'm going to. I'm going to fill this allotment full of crap and just let it, you're not going to do any weeding. I'm not going to water the plants. And then everything goes backwards because they just haven't put the necessary work in Now, Once you've got an oak tree that's six feet tall, you don't need to do anywhere near as much work. And just to put this in perspective, I was doing um, like a six week diet for my friend's wedding, which was three weeks ago. I have then since not done very well, not very well. I've been inconsistent, not been too well. I also took some time off work. And so, these things are reversed a little bit. I weighed myself this morning. I think I'm kind of four, five, six pounds up from where I was. Bear in mind, I've just eaten like a pig this weekend. So I'll definitely be able to put a couple of pounds off there. Because I've got that foundational strength, you know, I am, I wouldn't say an oak tree. What's more slender than an oak tree? I'm more like Japanese knotweed <laughs> than I am an oak tree. Really annoyed. No one wants you in your house. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want your house, yeah. <laughs> and I think that because I've I've been consistent with my training over that time, and I, and I have those foundational habits. You know, I can get back to logging my food and, and doing all those pieces and the mindset work because, for me, the mindset work is, is almost ingrained as eating the protein and veg, whereas for most people, the mindset work is almost brand new, and so they do it for a couple of weeks or a couple of months with us, and then they stop. And you have to be willing to put that time into the mindset work the same way you will with the food. And I mean, that's why it frustrates me so much when people say, I'm still drinking water and eating protein but it doesn't matter because it's not made a difference. If you, okay. if you said to me, I've logged my weight every week and I've recorded my food and I've done my daily affirmations and I've been, done my meditation, then you probably wouldn't be coming back to me because you'd have maintained that loss.
0: That's what I was just going to say then. You know, you, you're still keeping yourself accountable to that. So you've done your kind of like six-week little prep, little diet, then you've drifted off, but you know you've drifted off because obviously being honest with yourself, you know what foods you've eaten, but also because you've still been tracking your weight. Whereas again, sadly people kind of go south and just stop everything. Right. Well, I don't want to weigh myself because I don't want to face it to reality. You know, it's that like, I don't want to go look at the, my balance in the cash machine because I don't want to know how little money I've got. I'm just going to keep on hoping that I can get a tenner out. And that's when it gets so far on that people go, shit, I've gained 20 pounds from where I was last happy. Like if you didn't nipped that in the butt at four or five pounds,
1: that's a lot less to reverse, isn't it? It's a lot. It's a complete non. It's a complete non-issue, isn't it? And and just to, you know, to put this in perspective, you know, we've worked with um, people in our accounts and the way that we manage our financial systems, and it's exactly the same. As people say, show us your accounts, show us your PL, show us your end of month statements, show us your, your budgets, and I kind of go, I do pull that stupid sheepish guilty face, like I've not done it before, like, and so it's going to take you longer to learn, and then people say. You know, this, this is just how it goes. There will be accountants who don't apply their, their, their approach to their nutrition. There are nutritionists, there are a particular pair of nutrition coaches who don't apply the same logic to their accounting. It's things that we're working on, it's skills that we're practicing. You know, we've outsourced, we've paid other people for their knowledge, we've put systems in place now where it's the first thing we talk about in our weekly meetings. We didn't used to have weekly meetings. You know, you have to have your finger on the pulse. Of what it's worth, I haven't weighed myself for the last two weeks. I got them today, and went, oh, not surprised though. But historically, that would be two months. If I look at the times I've gained the most weight, is when I don't weigh myself for months at a time. So you, you, you know, you can have that leeway of a couple of weeks. You just don't have it for months at a time, and you've just got to to keep a tight rein on those on those actions. As uncomfortable as it is to get on the scales and go, knackers. I, I wish I hadn't gained six pounds, but you have. It's just how it is. Staying away from those scales, I'd say if I hadn't weighed myself for another two weeks, I wouldn't have lost weight, I guarantee you. I Mm. I would have only put more on because I'm putting my head in the sand and I'll keep doing the same things. You have to be accountable and responsible for your actions.
0: What do you think are the main barriers for people doing the mindset work then? Do you want me to kick off with a couple? Because obviously I've already thought of my answers.
1: Yeah, go for it. I'll see it. I'll I'll add to it.
0: I think one of them is knowledge. Like you said, I think a lot of people think, "Oh, it's simple. I drink more water. I'll do ten thousand steps." Like that's not working. Like if you if you've gained weight or if you're struggling to lose weight, then what's not working? You need to change. So I think maybe a bit of knowledge, especially around it. I think the fact that there's no instant gratification to it, it's a very delayed gratification piece, isn't it? Like you're not going to see the benefits of you being consistent for a couple of months because. You know one of the reasons why we're so keen on the mindset stuff and the you know emotive goal setting and the affirmation is to keep you guys focused. So every single day it has a purpose, and that purpose is to move you close to this goal, this thing that you desire so much. So you don't see that immediately, it's not sexy, is it? It's not fucking excuse my language, raspberry cut ketones, it's not detox tea or whatever nonsense it is. You know, there's no like I've done my mindset work. Let me jump on the scales. I've done my affirmation. Yeah,
1: it's, not, it's not easily accessible, is it? You know, the examples you gave there, your raspberry ketones or your detox tea, you mix it in water and you drink it. Yeah. Mindset work, you have to think, you have to stop what you're doing and engage what's going on. You can't watch Emmerdale while you you know you can watch Emmerdale while you're drinking your Raspberry ketones. you can't do your mindset work while you're watching Emmerdale. It's inconvenience. I think I've got slight twists on what you said. You know, you said I've not think, finished
0: yet.
1: Oh no, I'm gonna jump in anyway. <laughs> is, uh, with the knowledge piece, is that people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Is that there's, it's, it's almost arrogance. Like us with the accounts, this idea that we think well everything's going okay, or you know, you just don't, you can't be the master of all areas, and so you have to be willing to listen to outside sources, and, and accept that there are people in different areas that know more than you do. And if you don't have that, you're gonna have a massive issue, you, or you're not at least gonna maximize your potential. And then you said the no immediate reward. It's also really painful sometimes to, have to look at what, what is it that I'm upset about? Why why am I not happy? And I think sometimes this is this, the, the work that we do, the most important work we do is the stuff that is heard the least. So people will follow our nutrition plans, they'll follow our training plans. But then if you ask them to build stronger connections with their friends and family and look at their work-life balance, it, it doesn't get done very often in my experience. And that's the... And that's hopefully how the industry is changing because if people start to enjoy their work and their lives and they're able to communicate better and they're able to deal with their emotions better, that will have a bigger impact than eating more protein and drinking more water and going to the gym will ever do. Or
0: just having someone shout calorie deficit at you. Again, we know that. It's how do we get into it? How do we stay into it? It's probably more important. And that's what I was going to say. That was my last one before you rudely interrupted was it's uncomfortable. And it is uncomfortable, but the more uncomfortable it is, then the more motivated it is and the more powerful it is. You know, when I had a, a call with a lady the other day, you know, she had a little you can't say breakdown because she broke down in tears because we were getting so deep with those goals. So it's kind of okay, like, you know, how is this, how is how you feel affecting your relationship with your husband? Is it having an impact on your children? And it's like, yes. And when you've got that, like. You know, without sounding cruel, that's kind of exciting because you've got this like, oh, I have to change. This isn't like an option. This isn't like, oh, it'd be nice to, you know, fit to my old clothes or, you know, feel good at the spa. It's like, oh, I have to change because this is for the benefit of my partner. This is better, benefit of my relationship. This is the benefit of my children. You know, this is what we're talking about kind of mindset work as well. It's like, and like Joe said, you know, if you have gained weight or you struggle to lose weight because you emotionally eat, because you comfort eat, if you can become a happier, more well-rounded person by, you know, improving connections and reaching out and, um, you know, offering appreciation to family members or friends or you know, kind of sending messages and, like you said, you're, you're building these connections, building your happiness. then you're less likely to emotionally or comfort you because you're going to be in a much better place. So it's just a lot more, like I said, and that's when I get a bit frustrated with people are like, oh, it's just calorie deficit. Well, cheers genius. We all know that. But it's how can we create the person that can stay in that calorie deficit until they are happy or comfortable with where they're at?
1: That's the, the piece you said there about um, the more uncomfortable it is, the, the bigger the benefit it has. And just to use like an account analogy, you know, if you're trying to to balance your finances, you go, oh, I could save 15 p here, or I could save 25 p there. If there's something that's going to save you 500 pounds, that's going to mean a bigger change to your life. That's going to be an uncomfortably large change because you're not giving away 500 pounds. And so there's going to be that discomfort in there. But what comes with that is the bigger benefit. And people are so keen to say, well, I've swapped out uh, pork for beef in order to cut my calories, but that's not the issue. Your issue isn't trying to save a couple of hundred calories here and there. And I'm all for starting there. I'm all for the aggregation of marginal gains. You have to look at those bigger pieces. Like, what is the different? What is the biggest issue here? Because if you're picking up those 10 P's, but you're ignoring that 500 pound one, you're never going to get where you want to be. And I think that's what we often see with the, um, with the food piece and people looking for those easy options. I need to drink more water and get some more recipes. That's not it. And until someone sees that and we you know we can help people to see that and ask them questions around that it just makes life a lot easier if people come to us and say yeah you know what? i really need an overhaul of the way that i look at food and my exercise and my meal prepping cool then i agree with you and we can work with that but we can't really help people who think they just need more water and a few more ideas for asparagus because that stuff is out there you can get that for free you just you're not quite seeing the bigger picture yet doesn't mean you yeah. can't but right now it's not going to get where you want to be yeah.
0: odds are you know everything you need to know about how to achieve fat loss again whether you've done that successfully or whether you've just know what it is but you're just not doing it figuring out why you're not doing it is the biggest thing and that's always going to be come down to what drives your food choices or your mindset your thoughts your beliefs your habits your reactions your coping mechanisms going off on One so joe i feel like we're wrapping up here if you could give Three things to focus on to improve someone's mindset around fat loss. Put you on the spot here. We'll not rehearse this. What would they be? Three things.
1: I would have clarity around their goal, consistent focus on their goal, and then emotional management. And I would are the first two are the best ones for fat loss, and the last one's the best one for changing people's lives. You can control your reactions day in day out. It'll have a bigger impact than you could ever imagine. I think from my personal experience of it and how it's, I remember when we first started thinking, a coach isn't really a proper job though, is it? Because you people know what to do. And then of course, you know, how many years it is now, seven years later, I look at it very, very differently and can see the, the difference that it's had my, how my abilities as a coach have changed, but then also how much that's changed my life, you know, just by, just by working with other people. Or what would your three be? I
0: think I, I totally agree with those three. I think like, the only thing I'd add with the, the getting clarity on the goals is knowing what you want to achieve but I think almost more importantly why you want to achieve it like how is your life going to be different? How is this going to affect you? what's you know if you go to that oh, I want to lose 20 pounds or why what does that version of you that's 20 pounds lighter what are they able to do that you can't do right now and build up that momentum then build up that picture? what's their energy like? How do they interact with the children? How do they feel in their bedroom? Are they having the lights on? Lights off. Candle lights? What's going on? Uh, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> Th- thinking about you, wrapped in lace. Um, yeah. So no, I agree. It's having that, That I think the, the biggest thing for me is that, that crystal clear goal. What and why? And also a bit of how as well. How are you going to get there? Knowing that knowledge. Um mm-hmm. Definitely the, the, the constant attention rate, the constant focus on why is this so important? Daily reminders. This is why I'm doing this, because you will lose focus and then you will hashtag lose your mojo, lose your motivation. Someone find my mojo for me, please. No, just re- my
1: mojo.
0: <laughs> refocus, refocus on that. And yeah, a bit of emotional management. I think a lot of it is just awareness. You might not be able to fix it. And I think that's another frustration that people say just to add another five minutes to the podcast. Mm-hmm is they'll do like a free emotional eating mini course available <laughs> in a free group, free community uh, support group. Um, I then they'll be getting frustrated or like this worked last time, it's not working this time. Like it's not going to work every single time. You know, Michael Jordan did score every basket. I don't know why I use sports analogies, because I don't know. Do do you score a basket? You make me sound like he
1: was weaving baskets.
0: (laughs) Whatever, Michael Jordan, um, basketball player. You've just got to keep on doing it, but becoming aware of what you're doing or even why you've done it afterwards. Wow, I hit that because I was feeling down. Will help you... Again, you know, the awareness will help you move that needle forward and change those behaviors because they recognise. I, I see what's going on. I see why I've picked up this Domino's leaflet it's because I'm feeling a bit crappy. I see why I've picked up this four pack of yum yums. It's because I'm feeling a bit stressed. So that's yeah, you know, that kind of emotional intelligence, like you said, emotional management. So yeah, I, I I concur.
1: And that's so hard, isn't it? I think looking back on my life, you know, I've spent years of it just blundering through just doing various things because that's what I felt like in the moment, you know, with regards to food, alcohol, my reactions, where I communicated to other people, the things that I went after, because I just didn't know. And I think it's, it's like a fog being lifted. And once you, once you start to like picking at a scab, you know, once you, I'm referring to the, best, the best example, like picking at a bit of wallpaper. Once you get that edge and you lift it, you're like, oh my God, I'm pulling sheets off here. There's tons and tons and you you really go down a rabbit hole with it. And I think that the more you do that, that's when you just see that bigger and bigger benefits, your life rather than just this focus on what you're eating, what you're drinking, the exercise you're doing. And I'm all for focusing on those things as well, but it's just, and if that's all you need, that's great. We can help you. Other people can help you. But I think we're one of the best fits. If you're looking at this going, yeah, do you know what? I really need that to change the way that I'm thinking and change the way that my mind works because I don't think even many people can lose weight just with the, the calories and the, the food and the drink and the exercise long term oh
0: skills pay the bills so if that's you if you're problem aware which is the kind of people that we love working with then get in touch you know if you've been struggling reach out you can get us on the Facebook page Instagram email website carry a, carry pigeon. a pigeon oh <laughs> Yes, <laughs> smoke signals um, right I think that's a wrap Joe I think that was that was good maybe we'll even try the next one with a bit more structure nah figure out what we're going to talk about put a bit of structure in I quite liked that I was interviewing on that one right guys thanks as always for listening don't forget to like subscribe leave a review that we won't read um, or don't it's up to you we're not Megan. Um, and we'll catch you next week as we make our way to podcast 180. Can't wait.